Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, Jessica. Hi, how are you, Elsie? Good, good. Today is a very exciting day for all, both of us, but although this is going to sh- show up much, much later, so it doesn't really, you know, it's no, there's no point in us talking about dates because this is showing up in everybody's feed two weeks after we recorded yeah, it. right. So anyway, you guys can ask us why it was in an exciting days then. <laughs> and thank you very much yeah so um you know what i was guess what i was doing jess i was listening to a podcast i know that's shocking it's so shocking um i was listening to a podcast called balanced bites and uh it's actually one of the first times that i've ever listened to the podcast because i've been following uh diane sanfilippo in instagram a lot and through you know you can't catch everybody's feeds all the time I'm not in Instagram all day long and so I miss a lot of stuff and I you know I had she posts her her podcast episodes in there and I had noted it in my head but I had forgotten but this time it really called my attention because she mentioned um in the in the actual uh image of her post fat shaming and Mm -hmm. I thought okay that's that Calls my attention. Thought, I don't give a crap about that because I'm totally skinny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <I'm> <laughs> but, you know, I really, that was really intriguing for me because I just thought like, I, I didn't even know from what angle that was coming from. In, in right, all, right. Actually, I had no idea. So I'm like, you know what? I'll just get to listen to these ladies. And while the girls and I were at the museum, um, I was listening to... <laughs> this podcast mm-hmm. and I was really intrigued because it was a lot it was a, it's a really interesting thing for me because it became much less about fat shaming and more about the interactions between these women in the podcast and having a voice about uh, how about basically negative feedback mm-hmm. you know what I mean Mm, so it, it is, <laughs> it, it was all about the fact that they got, or she, actually Diane, not both of them. Diane got some super serious or pretty uh, blatant uh, negative feedback about a comment that she had made on her own, that people had asked her about, about a product. You know, somebody asked her again and again, because people, her community is very engaged and they want to know her opinion about paleo products because that's like her main gig and she was honest about her feelings about a certain product and i know right and then the product person kind of got their panties in a bunch and um really went down the kind of less auspicious path of fat shaming her Mm -hmm. so so Yeah. So the first part maybe we could talk about um, 
before we get into how to deal with like the negative feedback part, which is important, which I just thought of as you were talking is, uh-huh. um, how honest should you be when somebody asks about a pro- like, um, this is sort of like what, when I was talking about community, I think, and somebody posted in there how much they hated another service provider because they were a thief or something like that. Oh gosh. And, Oh, yeah. Yeah. So this happened in the bomb squad. And to be honest with you, like I had the same experience. She was a thief. And so at first I was just like, that bitch should burn, you know, and then (laughs) and then after a while, I was just like, well, wait, I can't I can't say something negative about another service writer because um, it could affect, you know, this is like 500 women. You know, now it's like almost 700 women like it could affect her business in a pretty significant way because it's such a small world online. Yeah. Maybe I shouldn't do that. And so when you were just talking, that kind of brought that up for me. Like you and I, Elsie, what if we started doing women's podcast reviews? I sort of feel like I could never trash one, especially not one in our own group and our own community. I could offer helpful suggestions like if like let's just say you and I had some cri- you know criteria like is the content good is the audio good is the art good uh-huh. I still don't think that you and I would ever be like um would ever trash them or say oh my god give up <laughs> awful <laughs> it's the worst you know right or, but does that mean you know and then and then it goes to like well how big do you have to be before that's okay can we trash the blue snowball can we trash iTunes mm. a lot of us like to trash blog talk radio right and actually that show um is on blog talk radio and I thought it sounded kind of good I wonder how much well you know what it is it's good. because we'll see here's the thing it's because they they don't put out what they record in blog talk radio uh-huh. Uh-huh. so oh. There you have it. Yeah, there's. I have a feeling because yeah. like, that That's audio right. was very good. It was both- very good for Blog Talk Radio. So, but I'm saying, like, can you imagine if Blog Talk Radio heard this and they were like, "Damn you, women!" It would be weird because there is maybe she has a bigger audience. I mean, she must have a bigger audience than us because she's got 500 comments on her page just on this one thing. Right. But like, um, there's a huge responsibility in approving or denying um, your recommendation to something. Mm-hmm. And I and as women, I I feel guilty sometimes about not recommending stuff, depending on how close I am to the person. How bit you know? Is it a person I'm not recommending, or is it a product? Does that make right. sense? Yeah, but you know what? I think that there's a difference between like if somebody calls you and says, you know, uh, you know, what do you think about this service, or what do you think about this product, or what do you think about this person, and for you to privately give your opinion and also in that same vein what if somebody asks in the she podcast page you know about uh, I don't know a choice between artworks you know because people do that all the time like you know out of these four and then you say I like the red one the red one's font looks better there was one girl I feel still feel kind of guilty about this actually she posted four options Uh uh-huh and as a branding person, I was like, none of these give me any idea what your podcast is about. And you and you kind of need to either pick a different color palette or some kind of tree or something. Because it was like blue, it was like navy trying, I forget whose it was. And if you're listening, I'm really sorry, I forget which pie. And not only that, but I don't really want to call you out. But it was like blue navy triangles 
but her thing was about health. Uh-huh. And it was really like a graphic thing. And I was just like, I have no idea what your show is about. I have no incentive to listen to it. But she still went with one of the four. Right. So I'm just like, oh, sorry. No, but, but maybe that that's what she really wants. And see, that's the whole point. It's like sometimes, yeah. you know, you got to follow your own instincts. Yeah, and yeah. so what if you want to do that? And then later on, make a different choice. Or maybe she could. And this is the other thing, too, Jen. This is where I think this is where you hit the nail right. Or or maybe I'm hitting the nail right on the head. You go ahead and hit it, else. <laughs> Yeah, my back hurts. You can maybe, <laughs> maybe she can't get another thing done. Why not? Maybe she doesn't have somebody to help her. Like maybe she doesn't have a branding person, a graphic person that can make and, and add a tree to the thing. Maybe because, you know, when I started podcasting, holy, really? ca- I don't even know how I made my first artwork. It was the most dog horrible thing ever, you know. <laughs> and then finally, I found a friend that I did an exchange with for yoga that actually designed my first yoga thing. You know, that was like, and I, it, and it was it was like a big deal for me. And I did not change my artwork, even though I wanted to forever because I, I didn't even know how to go about it. I mean, there's all, all kinds of of boundaries that we have. And so this, this actually can bring us back even to um, audio quality, uh, websites, the way that websites look, um, your newsletter, uh, all the things that you have out there because... Sometimes when we put something out there, when we start to put ourselves out there, we don't have the resources to get everything that we wish we had. So maybe at some point we have somebody who's got this dream to podcast and all they have, all they have is their headset microphone and that's all they have. They can't afford anything else. So should they not podcast them because their audio is going to be crappy? No, of course not. But then it's just sort of like, yeah. Then it just, I mean, I guess the thing with Diane is that she has was specifically asked, what do you think about that bread? What do you think about this bread? And she was just kind of like, eh, that ain't my thing. Right. I guess. Right? So yeah. it's different. It's different than, I guess, taking it upon yourself to have a review show. And I mean, if you have like right. a television review show, that's totally different because review reviews aren't usually bad because you're watching the show. You can have an opinion on like where the story or the characters go, but if you're watching it, you can pretty much guarantee that, you know, you recommend it. Right. And you know what? There are some, it depends on on what angle you get, because I know that there are some, like there's a podcast called Pod on Pod, I believe. Mm-hmm. I think that that's what they're called. And that's mm-hmm. basically what they do. And I think that their whole point is, I think their whole motto is finding the best content out there so you don't have to. And so what they do is they review shows they like. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. They just and basically not, cast light kind of on nice the stuff that's good. Do. Yeah. And I mean, actually, if you think about it, that's what my show is about. I'm not interviewing people I can't stand. Oh, right. That I think aren't. <laughs> right? I mean, right. They, it's about highlighting women who I think are outstanding. Right. Who are outstanding in what they do. I mean, you're right. So, and obviously, that's probably what Diane's show is about. Right. You don't, you know, I'm sure she doesn't go out of her way to talk about all the crap she hates. Right. <laughs> like, but if somebody, but the question I think is like, uh, if somebody asks, if somebody were to ask us to review a show as one of our episodes, would we be able to? 
Well, the objective will we have to be nice. I think both. it depends. No, because we would have to, we would first have to, you would have to have boundaries, at least from, from my perspective. I would love to, you know, if that's the case, then we talk to the podcaster um, separately mm-hmm. and discuss with them what our thoughts mm-hmm. are about it. Um, what do you, you know, and just privately. And then de- depending upon how, she feels about it, I think then that's when we would choose to get on mic and mm-hmm. record something about mm-hmm. it. I, I think that that would be something to do. I know that um, that's what some people do as well. They, they just let, they let the, the listener know that it's coming. This is going to be coming out. And you know, this is another thing too, because for yoga, I get this all the time. I have people that want to send me review things for me to review stuff for free, right? And I would actually do that a lot more, but it does take time. And I really want to honor the people that send me the products. And what tends to happen is they send me the product and I don't have time to do a review. And then I get an email from them going, where's the review? You know, and I feel like, oh God, I have to do it. Then it becomes a job and I don't want that to be my job. So the times that I've done it, I, I have a review thing and I say, if I, if, if I, I do not guarantee a review and I will only gar- and I will only post a review if it aligns with m- my values right? from the get-go. I just write that down. And then I have a set of c- criteria that I use for reviews. And I don't sit there and I don't trash things, but I also am honest about stuff. Like I got a, a mat, the other, like one of the last reviews that I made was about a, a yoga mat. And I thought, this is the best yoga mat for somebody who isn't really serious about yoga, but it, it is serious enough to want to go buy a mat. Yeah. So that, that to me was like the perfect, you know, the person that is going to buy the mat at the grocery store. Like (laughs) that's the kind of person that this mat is aimed for because it's a little bit above that, but it's not the mat that I would suggest to people get that are really serious about having a practice at home Mm -hmm. or even having a practice, a consistent practice. Those, I have other other places that I would send that, but that requires a bigger investment. That's like, you know, between 70 and $90 for a yoga mat. Mm-hmm. So if you're really interested in it, this is what I have for you. But if you want, you know, don't want to think, don't spend $90 on a yoga mat, then this mat will be really great. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I mean, come on. It's like, it depends on what you want because I'm not going to judge you because you don't want to get the, you know, biodegradable $90 mat from the totally amazingly aligned store, you know, vendor that, you know, helps children <laughs> in India <laughs> that I support. But you know what I mean? Because it's, it depends on what you want to do and how you want to spend your money. And this is the best choice that I have found for that. Yeah. I think you can be objective without bashing one thing over another. Yeah, but still, I I mean, I... And I think, and I actually think she did that. Yeah. Right? She she did. And and, uh, I can also go on to say that there have been times when I've gotten feedback on the internet about my shows that weren't favorable, and I wasn't really given the benefit of the doubt. Right. Like, you can say... Like if she were to say, no, I don't really like this bread, but you know, maybe the sprouts were off that day. Exactly. Yeah. But like, but we, you know, I didn't get the benefit of the doubt when I was being um, reviewed somewhere and I, and I kind of didn't appreciate it either, but right. I, you know, anyway. No, you're, you're right. I had, um, 
I had somebody, and then you also have to figure out what battles to fight too. And and if it, I just had someone on Twitter. I wish that I could have found them. It was interesting because, you know, like I said, I have not published an episode for Elsie's yoga class now for over a year. So mm-hmm. it's been it's been quite a while that I have stepped out into that into that realm. But people keep finding me, right? So then I just had a new listener mm-hmm. um, at reply me over on Twitter, and he said, you know, he said, "Oh, love your classes" or something like that. And then afterwards, and I think on the second tweet, he said, um, "I just wish you would stop talking so much at the beginning, just saying." Ew. <laughs> I know. So that's what he said, like on Twitter to me, right? And I know that this is something that I do. What do you say do. to that? Uh, thanks. I know. <laughs> thanks for the feedback. I'll try to shut up on my podcast. Does that make sense? <laughs> well, no, because what happens is this. It's like, I get it. I completely understand it. But he, but, but, but at the same, and I've had that feedback in the past as well. In fact, that was one of the worst, most negative feedbacks that I have had on the iTunes page. I have a scathing review of my not even of my podcast, because this this is not a podcast review. When people leave me reviews for Elsie's yoga class, it's not a podcast review. It's an Elsie review. It's an Elsie as a yoga teacher review, which is a little bit harder That's to true, deal with. They, no, so then the skating review was about the fact that I talk too much. And it's true. It's true. In my classes, I tend to talk a lot more, a lot more. And so Mm -hmm. if you're used to doing your yoga class and just doing your poses and getting all Zen in your own head and totally detaching from things, I'm not the teacher from you. I'm the teacher that's in your head talking to you, taking you deeper in a lot of different ways. And sometimes I talk a little bit too much. And I I, I agree. I take that criticism totally. Now, the thing is, I have a lot of people that listen to my classes who really love the fact that I love so that I talk so much. In Mm -hmm. fact, they want that talk because that's why they're listening to me. So you can't please everybody. Yeah. So, you know, and I basically said that to him. I was, and I, I said, thank you so much for your feedback. I totally agree. But there's also a lot of people who listen to me because of the talking. Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah. So, um, it, you know, to each his own. And I think that everybody's got like, but you know what? This is another thing too, though. With that scathing review, I actually wrote an entire blog post about it on my analysis yoga class. I highlighted the, the, I highlighted the, the criticism and it was a teaching tool for me, for my students, as well as, um, a way that I could make better choices for myself as a teacher because he, because this is a constant criticism that I get, constant feedback. Therefore, it has some truth to it and I need to learn how to choose what I say a little bit better instead of just letting my mouth go and be okay with silence, which is a very strong uh, teaching teacher, you know, te- teaching tool for me. So it'll help me be better. It still hurt to hear it, I hear the truth in it, and at the same time, I can I can make sure that I get better doing that. That's all, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So, I will share that post in the blog so that you see um, how I kind of turned that uh, negative review from me, which was very bad, into something that I could turn around and, and, and make it a teaching tool for everybody so that we could all learn from it, not just... And, and it wasn't bashing the person who said it at all. It was really you know, listening. So, yeah. So there you have it. 
So um, the other aspect of the feedback was that he, he wasn't, uh, he didn't really defend himself. She said she didn't like the bread. And then the, and then uh, the other person, the owner of the bread or creator of the bread, whatever it is, uh-huh. he like went after her like physique. Yeah. Like that even matters. Right. Or makes a difference. That's sort of like saying, oh, you don't like my product. You're stupid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, it's true. And I think that it was it, a very pointed stupid. question that Diane got about the bread. So it wasn't like, do you even like it or not like it? It was something like, what do you think of the ingredients? Or it was something that was deeper then. So she said, so when she posted this up, she said, I just want you guys to know, check this out in terms of the ingredients or whatever it is that the bread was made out of. I just thought you all should know that as a community that this mm-hmm. is what's going on. So it was really about presenting information. And then I understand how that comes off, you know, in, in somebody when somebody else reads it. And so, but what happened with this guy is that, yeah, he wrote down, he basically wrote down and discredited, or discredited Diane as a teacher. Uh, everything mm-hmm. that she does online in terms of nutrition and all that stuff, he discredited her by just criticizing her. And the criticism was pointed at the fact that, in quote, she was fat. So she can't really be a good nutrition person because she's fat. And then they took screenshots of a video Mm -hmm. on the computer. For God's sake, could you imagine how horrible those pictures must have looked? Just to even. That that would be awful. Yeah, and then absolutely. kind of put that up and see, like, see, she is fat. You know, and, and at any angle, all of us look fat at some point, even fatter in certain she, ways. Yeah, you know? I mean, she's not fat, but she is not. She's not I mean, skinny. She's not she's like not a model size. Coach she's just normal. Either. Yeah, she's just, she is on the healthy side of normal. Yeah. Which is not, I don't mean that in like a. Like a like a healthy apple, like a big apple. I mean, like she's a healthy as in like she looks fit. She can yeah. wear a bikini, kind of. You know, like she's yeah. And they were talking a lot about you know they they actually they they the conversation alluded to the fact also that you cannot judge somebody's health based upon what they look like because she said that they get a lot of women t- up to them you know whenever um, they're doing book signings or whatever where they come up and they for all intents and purposes when you look at them they look hot. They're skinny, you know, all fit. They look so cute. And then they come up to them and they've got all kinds of, of issues going on. You know, their period's all messed up. They're not getting their period. They have high blood pressure. They, you know, there's all of these other things that are going on beneath the surface that nobody can see mm-hmm. that is not a healthy person, even though from the outside you would judge them to be healthy. Right, right. So you you can't do that for people's physique, especially. So you never know what's going on. You never know what's going on. Yeah. So um, that was that was just really harsh. And I think I think one of the reasons that we're talking about is because she chose to speak about it very publicly, both on her personal page and on her public page. And she has a really massive following. And there was a lot of conversation. And in the podcast. And in the podcast as well. So she had all of these platforms to talk about this issue, which I feel, you know, to some degree now we do have a platform in which to state our mind. And then... 
she just continued having the conversation in the way that she wanted to have the conversation. And in the podcast, she said, if you don't like what I had to say, if you don't like the fact that I wrote this down and I called this person out, mm-hmm. then you don't have to follow me. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and, and go away now. Thanks and go away that. now. Yeah. And she said this in a very nice, respectful way. So it was like, it is your choice to have in your, you know, life, the things that you like. And if you don't like something, then don't follow it. Don't be a part of it. Don't, you know, there's so many, there's so many things that you, you have to honor your own self. Yeah. And uh, I just, I really like that because I've been, you know, also bumping into the, into the thought uh, process of like, you know, you can't please everybody. And, you know, when we had that title with the, with bitch, you don't know me or no, I don't know you. Bitch, you don't know my life. You don't know my life. (laughs) It's Amy Poehler. Yep. Because I, I knew, know. you yeah, know, there's people that get people. offended by, by, by uh, profanity. Yeah. Uh, and so I completely understand that. But at the same time, I think that there's a point, there's a time to be able to, to make it because that was a very, um, that was a, something that I felt really strongly about with this people emailing me and asking me to do things that, that they honestly had no concept of who I was. Yeah. And if I could have at any point in time and said that, that exact phrase to them, I would have done it. Yeah. So it's this not was like directed towards women. Right. No, no, no. It was just like for people as a whole. <laughs> you have no yeah. idea who the hell I am. And you're <laughs> yeah. asking me to do this for you. Exactly. So it merited that kind of forceful expression. And I don't want to censor myself when this is that meaningful to me. Yeah. So you know, when, when is it that you choose to censor yourself and when is it not okay for you to censor yourself and just speak out what you, what you stand for. And then if somebody doesn't like it, they can very easily go have a conversation elsewhere or take you off their feed. I know. And I don't have a very good answer to that question because I always feel like you should speak your mind. And then, you know, and then I end up fighting like every battle with everybody. Right. It's exhausting. Yeah. To be honest with you. I have to be very picky about about the battles that I fight, you know, because even yeah. I forgot what it was. One time I posted, um, there's an app on my iPhone. I think it's called Authentic Weather. Authentic <laughs> Weather. And so then the, the app cusses. Like when you put in, like it opens up in a specific, you know, if it's cold, like it totally is, it, it brings, it's the funniest weather or it. like I'm reports. I'm it right now. It's the funniest thing. So it'll, if it's really hot, it'll give you like some funky things. But if it's really cold, it just really starts cussing. It cusses at you and it's hilarious to put the stuff out there. So, or if it's really hot. And I remember I put one out there because that's exactly how I feel in the bus stop. Like when it was, I don't know, 10 degrees and I'm freezing. And somebody was like, well, that doesn't, something like, like something your mother would say, like somebody commented like, well, that kind of language doesn't fit you very well. Mm -hmm. You know, something like that. And I was like, give me a break. Mm -hmm. This is funny. Right? It It says, pull down for the effing forecast. Push up the effing weather with friends. Swipe cloudy with a chance of, you thought I would say meatballs, right? Stupid. And- <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. 
it's a funny app, you know, and it's just, especially when you're, you know, for those of you who live in the winter time and there's times when all you want to do is cuss at the weather, this is a really great app because it makes you laugh. Yeah. And it sort of like makes you feel like I'm not alone because everybody gets that. But it's just so hard when I just wanted to be part of that and then I get, oh, that doesn't hit you very well, you cussing and all. I don't cuss. It's not part of my general life. But sometimes you just kind of have to do it, especially when you're freezing your butt off. So how? I always have. You know? <laughs> so I just, it's just weird because you always have. And then, of course, that really affects me. And then I start to doubt my, my humor. Then it was like, I guess maybe that wasn't so funny anymore. No, that's not true. Well, I'm just saying that First that does come into my funny. head. So it's like, when is it okay? You know, what what battles do you fight? Like if somebody cusses like one time, you're gonna be like, you know, you should really stop cussing. The worst habit for me is that um, <clears throat> I cuss in front of other people's kids. Oh, Oops. but but I cuss in, like I curse in front of my own kids, and when they're like. <gasps> And certain age is fine. I won't cuss in front of them because I know they're just little parrots and nothing more. They don't understand what the word means. But by four or five, to curse in front of a can be told, don't curse in front of them. I'm like, no, you just need to teach them. They're not allowed to say it. I'm an adult. I can, I can say what I want. He can't. He's a child. <laughs> you know? Because that's what I did with my kids too. Like I, I cursed and they didn't or they got in trouble. Right. Because it's an adult word. The end. So... I, that's why I also like I always cursed and and I don't I don't know I don't really um I guess I don't really take in mind like like the like the b word for example like we're talking about women and it's not respectful to women but really sometimes it applies let's be honest well you know what so it does apply and, and applies. sometimes you do have to use the word absolutely I don't care and then There's you no know other better word to describe a nasty lady than that. Sorry. <laughs> Except something else worse and more disgusting. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? I, I just several of those words right off the top of my head, as a matter of fact. I have to share before, you know, we continue here too. I yeah, have to share this yeah. article that I found um, that is it's from Scientific American, actually. And the article's title is Why the... And then... It's got all the nice little things that obviously get the F word, but it's not. Why the F do we swear? And the answer <laughs> is for pain relief. It's yeah, yeah. dropping the F bomb or other expletives may not only be an expression of agony, but also a means to alleviate it. Mm-hmm. How interesting is that? Good. They actually said that they did this this study where people were going undergoing um, some sort of pain some sort of pain thing. I don't know if it was a procedure, tooth. I don't know what it was. It was something that involved pain. And some of them were allowed to cuss very loudly and just continue to just just go off, you know, and scream. And then those people uh, experienced less pain than the ones that were quiet and zen about it. That's interesting. Isn't that interesting? You know, I and, and to just follow that up, I can say that I, I don't, I mean, I, not every, obviously, not every sentence has a curse word in it, but I will say that I am one of the more calm and drama-free people I know. Mm-hmm. And I also curse whenever I want. So there you have it, folks. Try a few F words, see if you don't feel better. Yeah, totally. Check this out. This is a quote. Yeah. 
I suspect that swearing taps into a defensive reflex in which an animal that is suddenly injured or confined erupts <laughs> in a furious struggle, accompanied yeah. by an angry vocalization to startle and intimidate an attacker. <laughs> I want to know, in fact, I challenge someone to tell me what they said when they stubbed their toe that wasn't a curse word. <gasps> Anybody listening... I want you to tweet She Podcast or I want you to tweet me at Jess Kupferman or I want you to comment. What phrase did you use besides a curse word if you've ever stubbed and or broken a toe? Because that's all I can think of is yeah. curse when that happens. That's the only thing I can think of is what the... You know what's another thing too? You know? Whenever you lose that, like when you're when you're really late, like it only it only happens when you're about to, like when you're really late and you and you can't find your keys. Like you yeah. have to, like you have to get on the airplane and yeah. your keys are lost. Or there's a red light. Or there's and you're like, and then you immediately, it something just comes out of your mouth. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, it just happened. No, stepping, stepping the toe, I feel the cursing is almost involuntary, I feel like. Yeah. She didn't know that was coming. <laughs> That's why. I want to know, what do you say if you're not cursing? You holier than thou, people. I want to know. Tell me. That's um, really cool. Well, so this is an, a really riveting, riveting article. And it's not to, to, to tell you. I think basically it also comes back to balance as well, that the pain relief really is amazing, especially for people who don't usually cuss. So if you're like really, not well-spoken, but you know, kind of clean, keep your, your, your mouth the way that you speak clean, then whenever you need to cuss, it's like a total relief. But then those people that cuss all the time, consistently for everything, just like everything else, mm-hmm. that's lost. It's like they don't get as much of it because, it's a con- because they're using it all the time. Mm-hmm. So I, I just thought it was really, really intriguing. So how did we get into this gussing? Oh, because of the speaking your mind. So it's, anyway, yeah. so there are times when it does come out. And, and in order to, you know, I really like the conversation of figuring out if you ladies, what do you think in terms of putting something out that you really stand behind, something that you really stand for that, that might push people the wrong way? Should you do it or should you consider... Uh, the bigger picture mm-hmm. in what you put out there and sort of censor yourself a bit. Um, I, for myself, know that I, I tend to censor myself always, like more than I should. So my task is to not. So that's been something that I've been working with and I've been making conscious decisions of stepping out of my comfort zone and in fact, you started that. You and, uh, and Erica Lermark both kind of took me this year, actually, and, and started to help me be more of myself oh, when yeah. I did the Brand Vu show. The Brand Vu show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the brand- that would be a good show. I know. The Brand Vu um, uh, workshop. What, what the heck? It was a program that you put, put up about being social media and being more of yourself on social media, being yourself. And you had us do some things in there that I've never done before. So yeah. I, you know, it pushed me to my edge, kind of. And then Erica yeah. Lermark also questioned me about me censoring myself. And she basically pushed me to be more of who I was and not and, instead of, of what I thought other people wanted me to be. 
um, at, at the gist of it, you know, I mean, we know this in our heads sometimes, but we yeah. make decisions sometimes unconsciously when we really make the actual choice to censor mm-hmm. as opposed to not. So now I'm making myself not do that anymore. So, so, so important to be true to yourself no matter what and not censor yourself. If you don't right. Have to, and, and especially, you, have to. you know, it, it's just been so hard for women to do. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And for me, that's why I'm so, so passionate about voice. And all yeah. that. And that's why this has become more of my platform because of the fact that I was always censoring myself. I know that I'm not the only one. And I know, you know, <laughs> that I should speak my mind more. But it's a lot easier, it's a lot harder than you think, especially when you've been conditioned all of your life to be quiet. So yes. it's it's a it's a long standing process. That is all. Um one of the um best quotes ever and I always I always say this quote even though sadly she just passed away is Joan Rivers mm-hmm. is um I succeeded by saying what everyone else is thinking but like I've always mm. been accused of that mm. my friends even in high school young young even in middle school would say I love Jess because she always says exactly what I'm thinking but like it's like why have you said it mm. why is it up to me to say it but I you know um it's just one of those things like, I, you know, if you're going to be, I guess, yourself or honest or funny, and, and probably this is true for comedians, not necessarily the average person, that you have to have a bit of bravery to be able to say that. And, and a lot of people I've been noticing on little blog posts and tributes to Joan, a lot of people comment and say, I always thought her comedy was kind of mean. This is jokes. Right. Ever. You know, first of all, it's just jokes. And second of all, there's truth in every joke. <laughs> True. So, um, so, you know, she might have been mean, but she may also have been touching on something that was uh, true. And actually, I saw, um, you know, she, she passed away, but the week before uh, she passed away, Lauren Bacall died. And then, and then I saw something that said she was, of course, Joan Rivers is the first person to make a, a Lauren Bacall death joke. Uh-huh. She basically was in the ground like 48 hours before Joan was like, ah, Lauren Bacall. Right. You know, but that was just her thing. It's never too soon to make a joke. It's never. A- <laughs> never, never, never. But I really like that. Because right. And you know, it's around? it's like to me, and, and I, I think part of the reason that I end up gravitating to people that are more like you is because I don't have that. Again, you just kind of like find a balance sometimes. Like one of my best friends is exactly like you, like that. Like she'll just speak her mind. And uh, other end of it is the fact that she, you know she has no filter so whatever comes in comes out of her mouth that's not good either and um but she also was the nope. only one that had the i don't even know if it was like the se- not even the sense for or, or the, the courage but she asked yeah. me the questions about my relationship my past relationship not this relationship but the one that wasn't so good for me yeah, yeah. that nobody else would ask because everybody else was trying to support me mm-hmm. but she was the only one that was like so whoa, wait a minute she just whatever came out of her mouth was true like so why are you putting up with that like what does that mean you know that kind of stuff and yeah. but at the same time I also saw her being berated I saw her being criticized I saw her being fired you, yeah I was fired a lot uh, because <laughs> yeah because she does because she doesn't stop 
And, and it, she doesn't do it in a mean way at all. She just really calls things out for what they are. And so if she sees an injustice happening at work, she will be like, so why is that person doing this? And why is this person not doing that? Mm-hmm. Straight up. And Part of, yeah. You know what I mean? And so things like that get her in trouble. And, and I know that she has suffered for that. And she's lost friends because yeah. of that as well. Because she, 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 she doesn't have that filter at times. And, and I see her heart hurt. So I see both sides of the equation where she sometimes she says, I just wish that I could be quiet. But you know what? For me, it, it feels like it has to come out. Like she can't yeah. stop it. She even knows she's not, she shouldn't say something. And then all of a sudden it just comes out of her mouth. She's doing the wrong job because <laughs> else like they're like the corporate world. That's my, my exact oh, it wasn't job in the corporate the, world. It was, we were bartenders. That, I mean, she was oh, a bartender. Yeah. Oh. You would we think were, you could get away with more as a bartender. We were in the restaurant business. Yeah. And she was Hard like. fired that doing that. You can very, because there's crap going on in the back ends where she was calling people out. Why are you doing, why is this person doing this in the back? Yeah. And why am I here carrying not, these yeah. glasses up the stairs? Yeah. You know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. So that's why. Yeah. No, no, no. It was not the corporate. Or you, well, now she's actually working for the city. But <laughs> at that time, you know, when she was doing that. So that's what I'm saying. It's like in any, no matter what it is, she just called it out. She doesn't like when people aren't being truthful and when people are, you know, yeah, just not doing good stuff. I have a very hard time being around people who don't have self-awareness very hard time being around people who are fooling themselves who say things that are complete crap who believe their own bs Mm -hmm. i have a very hard time and and i can't it's very hard for me to be friends with those people actually because of that um because i because i i'm almost compulsed to tell them how full of shite they are right and then you know they don't want to be around me and vice versa because but you know what can you do? I, I mean, it's similarly in the corporate world. Like if I see something that doesn't, isn't the right process or somebody isn't doing it correctly and I say something about, you know, it's not always the right thing to do. I don't always say it in the right way. I probably do or did come off abrasive um, because I'm passionate, for lack of a better term. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be very hard to say what you're thinking all the time. Um I I just, but the other half of that is that um, you can only beat yourself up and kick yourself in the pants about doing that for so long and wish that you were a different way for so long before you just have to say, I just have to be this way because I really don't seem to have another choice. Okay, so let's take it back from the way that we started this conversation, which was about getting feedback or offering opinions online. Yeah. So if you really have a passion for speaking up about something, you know, for something, anything in your, whether it's related to your business, maybe it's related to, uh, I don't know, a podcast uh, theme or whatever, you know, you really love, I don't know, cupcakes and you really want to talk about the cupcakes that you love, but you also really want to call out the cupcakes that are really crappy from the grocery stores with all of the chemicals in them with colors that don't exist in nature or something like that. <laughs> that when you Spray, eat, you're like, I what think. is this? Some sort yeah. of, what is it? So no, what if you're really against that and you want to talk about that, 
you know, but the person who makes those cupcakes is like this little lady and she doesn't even know what she's doing, but that's been her business all her life. But, you know, they're really, you know what I mean? There's like all of these back and forth there. You can always justify keeping your mouth shut. Mm -hmm. But what if you have to put it online? What if it's like you're calling? Yeah. To call people out, to say things nobody else has said. I think you know if it is. (laughs) (laughs) i'm telling you since since i mean any any time i've had a group of friends somebody in that group of friends has said so glad she's here because she always says what i'm whatever i'm thinking right so i don't know if i've been told that since i was 10 i feel like maybe that's my calling but um on the other hand i do have some filter i do know when not to do it i do know when to be political um, you know, so mm-hmm. like I wouldn't go to, I don't know, I'm trying to think of an event that's, you know, I guess like World Domination Summit or some kind of, you know, and, and start cracking jokes about the organizer. Oh, right. That would be stupid. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. that's not good business sense. Yeah. That has nothing to do with whether or not you have a big mouth or a filter. Right. You also have to have a good business head whether you're that person or not. Do you know what I mean? Yep. So anyway. No, um, I agree. I agree with you. Yeah. But I'm intrigued, you know, what the ladies think, because I really would love to hear a conversation between that too, to see, because as podcasting takes off and as it gets brighter and more people start to get behind the mic, we do, we're going to have to have a, a more of a responsibility to, perhaps be in the seat of the journalist to be to be on the on the seat of the one that that can influence and has a lot more influence for people to do stuff because if we say you know don't use i don't know like the, uh, a blue microphone you know a specific type or or something like that people will listen mm-hmm. and they won't get it so i mean that's like that doesn't you know, make or break anything. But if, but, but if we want to say, you know, don't use this service or don't use this provider or whatever, people will listen. And so we also have to be wary of, of the power to influence, I think. Yeah. So especially as, as, as podcasters and it's, and then people can cut what you said and then it could come back to haunt you. Mm-hmm. So I forgot what it was that I think Rob was what did he do? Oh, he was telling me a story about somebody tweeted out something that had to do with SoundCloud versus Lipson, you know, mm-hmm. and he didn't really know anything about Lipson really. He only knew about SoundCloud and he had at the time of the tweet, he had been podcasting for 30 days on SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. So he had no idea what was going on with Lipson. And the tweet itself said was very kind of incendiary, something like, you know, I, I'm totally, totally wording it differently. This is not what he said. Something like, you know, lips and sucks do SoundCloud instead. It's the best or whatever. Yeah. And so Rob went up to him at the podcast conference and said, hey, how come, you know, the next time that you teach about, because he was also teaching about how to podcast with SoundCloud and not with Libsyn, he said, next time you do a webinar on this, get your facts straight. And that would be better because he said a couple of things about Libsyn that were untrue. 
And the reason he knew that is because Rob was there and he listened to him say these things and they're actually on tape. And so the guy was like, oh, I'm so sorry about that. Um, and then he said, and yeah, please don't put these types of tweets out because they're, they kind of are misleading. And so the guy said, oh, I, I would have never done that. And he got very angry. Mm. And then Rob said, uh, yes, you did. Here it is. <laughs> and he showed it to him. Mm-hmm. And so then he had to go, oh, because he said, you know, if I would have said something like that, I would apologize. And he said, okay, here. And he showed him and he apologized. So it could come back to bite you in the behind, yeah. the things that you say online. So, and, and you know, there's so many scandals nowadays where people put tweets out and then all of a sudden they delete them, but people take screenshots. Mm. And if you say something on a podcast, people can clip what you said out. So, mm. I know. Yeah. Anyway, just thought I'd put out there. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say one last thing about yes. Joan is that I also read that she said, you know, if you're going to be a comedian, you have to also decide to be an outsider. I, uh, mean, I also think that that goes along with being a journalist. Journalists yep. are outsiders on purpose. If you've ever seen the movie Almost Famous, that's a perfect example of that. It's about a kid who um, is assigned to a band. He follows them around on tour um, to write about, you know, he needs to write like an honest review about their career, why they're becoming popular, where they're headed. And they start to sort of indoctrinate him into the group, almost like a groupie or a friend. He ends up being honest anyway. They get very angry with him. But, you know, it's it's hard because he ends up really caring about their character, sees how hard they try, see how, how self-indulgent they are. and And once you are seem to be friends with them. It's so hard to be what's the word? Uh objective. Yes. So you can either be objective or you can be part of the group. And I think for podcasters, you have to be objective or and I also think going back to the hobby versus podcast versus business podcast thing, I think that's part of the reason why hobbyists don't like business podcasters is if all they don't have objectivity they have Uh, business partners right yes like like i don't you know like like people who are on um you know there's a the click of entrepreneurs that happens um and they all promote each other they're business partners they're not truly being objective Mm -hmm. i don't i mean and you have no way of trusting whether or not they are going to be objective because by promoting each other's products they make money so how can you be truly objective right so um anyway no i think it's that's that's a really great point really Mm -hmm. great point and you know it that's one of the challenging things i see from my obsession with the tech industry in terms of tech podcasts and and especially with the apple thing right because apple has has so much power and then at the same time there was only like one guy like one journalist that would get the scoop on all the apple stuff which is walt mossberg who is a brilliant uh journalist as a whole he's an amazing writer and he's he's done some incredible apple reviews but the whole point is that he always reviewed it positively (laughs) <laughs> and he was really great friends, you know, very great friends with, with all the, well, not all the guys, but a lot of the, uh, you know, all the Apple Core people, right? So it's like, 
Yeah. I don't know. I, it's, it's tough because he is brilliant. He's amazing. He got the inside scoop on so much. Yeah. You know, but at the same time, is it true? Because he always says really great stuff. He was an amazing friend for Steve Jobs. You know, Steve Jobs called Walt Mossberg to come over to his house before, uh, like a few days before he passed away. Just to talk with him. Yeah. To to walk down the street with him. Chelsea Handler is one of those people who um, gets accused of... Who, who, I'm sorry, I missed the name. Chelsea Handler. Chelsea Handler, okay. Back to comedy, because this is all I know about. Yeah, yeah. I only watch TV. Um, So um, she's one of those people who she has many, many celebrity friends, but she also is very hard on certain other celebrities. Uh And she gets called out for that. Like, how can you... How can you? Ba- how dare you bash Angelina Jolie just because you're best friends with Jen Aston? She was mm. like, "No, I don't like Angelina Jolie because she's a flipping homewrecker, and I would never be friends with her anyway, and that's why I don't care." Because mm. she can still be an outsider. You can still, and I mean, you're the guy you're talking about. I mean, yeah, he's still friends, but you do kind of wonder, like, is he really being objective? Like, is Chelsea being objective? She's friends with Jen Aston. But she's bashing on Angelina. Just depends. I think that I think that if you if you voice your opinions, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. And that, but but it depends though, because Chelsea Handler is an entertainer. She's not a journalist. Would you say she's a journalist? Is she reporting the news objectively? No. And so, well, well Walt Mossberg, he used to work for the New York Times, I believe, Wall Street Journal. Wall Street like, Journal? Yeah, can you be a movie critic? Yeah, could Siskel and Ebert really be taken seriously as movie critics if they were friends with, like, Steven Spielberg? Would he, you know, if he always got a positive review, that would seem fishy to me. Right, and see, that's that's what the thing is. That on the Wall Street, it was for the Wall Street Journal, he would write these in-depth pieces about all the Apple stuff. He would get everything ahead of time, most of the time. He would have his reviews, you know, set up of all the new stuff that would come out before that. And one of the reasons, you know, Steve Jobs chose chose his journalists very specifically because he only sent it to re- to people who were going to say good things about the product, or he paid them, Elsie. Or he, he, I don't know if he paid them, did he? He could have. He could have, but then at He's the same so time, you could get payment for the inside scoop. Because if you get a scoop on something, the payment could just be that you're getting to be seen and have your voice heard above everybody else's before it happened. I mean, if you got like the Apple products before it was out and your review was out as soon as they were released... People would be linking to your thing like faster than anything else. That's payment enough. Yeah. I don't think he pay. I don't think he paid anybody. But well, let me put it he, this way: one of the ways pe- bloggers make money is um, they're given product to review for free. So, like, oh yeah. So, like paying them, you know, if the phone is six hundred bucks and he gets it first, that's a six hundred dollar payment for a review, Doesn't right? That, you know, whether he says something, you know, I'm sure the understanding is, hey, you're not going to get these first if you don't say at least something nice, dummy. Right. <laughs> you know. But it made so. them be very close to that. And so but at the yeah. same time Steve Jobs also took privileges away from a lot of the a lot of journalists, a lot of journalists because they gave a negative review or said something that did not jive with him. That was his prerogative. That was his that's the way he ran his business. I think you can see when people start to become biased. Right. 
but I also think that you have to, you know, if you're if you want your reputation to remain um, as a professional and you do reviews or you are objective about anything, I think you have to remain distant also on mm-hmm. some level. No, I, I I agree. Yeah, I think it's a to. it's a hard line to to cross and. And it's and it's and it's tough. It's it's a really tough. It's a really tough thing to navigate that, especially when yeah. you have a voice to, you know, with a company yeah. like Apple. I mean, it's so hard because you you kind yeah. of, oh gosh, they have so much power. <laughs> this is why Gail King doesn't review the Oprah Show, right? Because that would just be dumb. What's right. she gonna say? Right. She has. I mean, you know what I mean. But and and this is why. Yeah, I guess neither does Bill Gates review Apple products either. That's never going to go well. No, because he can't be exactly. <laughs> you just can't. You just can't do you just it. Can't you know. Be you can and talk so, about people. Yeah. You can talk about design, like even specifics. Like I don't like the fact that it's I don't know four point seven inches long. But you <laughs> I can't. I don't like that either, Elsie. That's never good for anybody. No. <laughs> That was the wrong number to choose, honey. <laughs> Slightly below average, right? Oh, my gosh. Yes, of course. Oh, man. Somebody's going to take out that sound bite at some point. I didn't even have to curse to make that dirty joke, lady. <laughs> she just handed it right to me. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Oh, my God. It made me laugh. Sorry. Oh. Um, wait, I was going to say something else, but now I have no idea what it was. Oh, no. great. Right. No idea. I'm sorry. Oh. Well, I um, think. What do you think? Do you think we've covered this stuff, or? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I hope so. Yeah. I hope. Oh, that I do remember. I was okay. Missing out. Um. Yeah, I was going to say I don't mean to straddle the fence so much, um, because like I don't think that I'm. There are some. <laughs> there are some businesses and entrepreneurs that I do feel like. I'm close enough to where I either can't be objective or maybe I just am close to them because I really respect their work. Like, like, right. like you know, if somebody asked me to review your podcast, right. the hell would I, you know, I can't be, ob- I can't necessarily be objective, but um, does that make me a bad journalist? Not necessarily. Well, that's because you wouldn't take that job. I wouldn't take that job. But also, even if I was honest and said, well, I mean, the thing is when you, when you love someone and you are asked to review their stuff. I think it's easy to go, well, some people don't like that Elsie talks too much at the beginning. I don't mind hearing Elsie talk because I okay, like it. right. You know? Right. But you can still be, that's still a way to be objective if you do take a job where you know the, per, you know what I mean? Where you know the person or their product. Right. And so, because um, I'm sitting here thinking like, this is why I don't like that whole hobbyist versus business podcaster. Um, I feel like they're playing Red Rover, you know? And, like, there's one lined up on one side and one lined up on the other side. <laughs> They're just trying to head bash each other into the ground. But, like, um, I, I feel like I'm in the middle of that game because I I come from a journalist. You know, I was a journalism major before I was anything else. And, and I know how to be objective and I know how to be fair. And I do feel like an outsider for the same reason that Joan said, simply because I don't think you can be honest or be funny unless, it, you know, if you're part of a, that, of any clique. But at the same time, I do also feel like, well, you know, you're only going to bash the people that you're only going to bash the people that you really think are not worth your time. And you're only going to support the people that you really respect and admire. So who cares? Right. No, you're, you're. Yeah. 
I'm totally not summing this up in the way that you want it, and I'm very sorry. But That's all right. But we, the whole point is the fact that you feel like you're straddling the fence. And um, yeah. in this, in, I feel like that I am like that in, you are. Uh, in other it's industries. You are. Not as, oh, gosh. Yeah. Sorry. But you also make money helping people set their podcasts up. And in and in the hobbyist world, shame on you for doing that. And people can just download Pat Flynn's how-to for free. <laughs> right? Well, you know, and, and actually, I don't feel like I'm straddling the fence so much in the in the podcasting industry as much as oh, I feel I like in the yoga industry. You are. Because you're a purist. But yet you see when people make, like, business mistakes. Like True. Kate. Like Kate Stillman. Sure. She's a perfect example of a straddler. Yeah. Because, you know, Ayurveda and holistic, uh-oh, and holistic healing. Yeah. Other stuff. And yet at the same time, she helps pe- those people make more money. Staying with, well, she's not a podcaster, but. um, She Rachel, is a podcaster. No, not, I was going to say Rachel Cook, who's not. Oh, a, oh, oh. Preneur, right. Uh, is somebody who's like super into yoga, but also helps those people, you know, sustain a business because they have a, they have a hard time. Right. Yeah, you're right. It's a hard thing yeah. to straddle. Yeah. So, so. so there are straddle. Anyway, I don't know. What anyway, so if you straddle. Now. <laughs> so I'm we're wrapping sorry. it up now, guys. Thank you so sorry. much for listening. <laughs> Thank you for listening. To us Please. rattle on this. Please. And if you have any, you know, any insight into this, into journalism, into staying objective, into receiving feedback, into uh, how to deal with perhaps negative feedback out in the online world and um, what battles to to choose to fight or to address, let us know because I'm sure at some point, if not now, maybe in the future, you will have this come up. Um, so uh, we would love to hear from you. You can send your emails over to feedback at shepodcast.com. You can yes. also, of course, continue the conversation over at um, shepodcast.com slash group, which is our Facebook group that is thriving. And it has lots of conversation every time we post on um, one of our episodes in there. It's really great. That's basically where all the conversation does happen. So we'd love to hear from you there. And Um, then also, I just want to say this. If you're a podcaster, you're a woman podcaster, um, on shepodcast.com, just the homepage in the middle of the page, it says submit to the directory. Um, we have this really cool directory of all women podcasts, and I'd love to have your show there too um, because so far it's really helped, I think, people look for guests and what other kinds of shows are out there, even if it's just to compare and set yourself apart from competition or similar shows. It's a cool um, resource. And then also if you don't have a show or if you don't want to listen in the directory, there's a button on the homepage that says Join the Community where you can still get our emails, updates on when we um, have new episodes, and then soon um, Elsie and I would like to start um, offering some more goodies and free stuff. So get on the email list if you're not already in one capacity or another, just because we like you and we hope you like us. (laughs) (laughs) That's my spiel. And there you have it. That's my spiel. Yes. All right. All right. We did it. We did it, Miss Jess. We have another one in the can. Yay. 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 Thanks, Elsie. And we will talk with you next time, people. Peace out. Peace out.